gentlemen, welcome to episode 32 of Sports with Jesus. And you know what we do out here in Sports with Jesus, man. It's been a little minute, but, we, you know, we talk about sports, man. It gets a little witty in here, and Jesus is my middle name. And Jesus is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, man. Just just remember, guys, always to put Jesus first, always to put God first, man. You know, he's got a plan for us all. He's going to take care of you, man, if you just have put your faith in him. You put your faith in him, right? And we're back with episode 32, man. Let's get it. It's about, it's been almost a month that we did episode 31. But hey, you know, it is what it is. We're back for episode 32, and we're going to keep this one nice and sweet. Nice, short, and sweet. Get right to the point. Not going to talk about really too much. You know, I really just wanted to get an episode out there just to read the word. You know, just to read the word. And the word is the Bible. The Bible is the word. You know, um, let's get it, man. We're going to talk about baseball, some baseball news. We're going to talk about some basketball, some Knicks, some Mets, some Yankees, some moves, off-season moves, man. Let's get it, man. Episode 32, man. Let's go. Let's get right into it. And we're going to start off with Yankees baseball. The biggest move of the, of the, of the off-season for the Yankees thus far. The Yankees traded. The Yankees traded. Hold up. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. The Yankees traded Michael King, Kyle Higashioka, Randy Vasquez, Johnny Brito, and Drew Thorpe for Juan Soto. And Trent Grisham. (laughs) The Yankees made a huge splash in free agency by trading one, two, three, four, five players for Juan Soto, who's on an expiring contract this year. So they better re-sign this guy. They better re-sign this guy. But the Yankees didn't really lose that much besides uh, Michael King. Michael King is... uh, it's probably the only main guy, but I don't know too much about the other guys. But the Yankees made a huge move in acquiring Juan Soto from the San Diego Padres. And this is classic Yankee move, man. The Yankees go out there and get the best players, man. And this is the best player available for the New York Yankees right now. You know, he's a lefty. He plays outfield. And he's a youngin, man. He's a great hitter. He's got he's got championship pedigree already. He's got a World Series ring. And he's just a young stud, man. Young stud. His nickname is the Childish Bambino. The Childish Bambino. And the great Bambino was Babe Ruth, man. So it's not a, it's not a coincidence that, you know, they have similarities in names. They're both also lefties. And... Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Babe Ruth played the outfield, if I'm not mistaken. Of course he did. Babe Ruth played the outfield. But the Yankees made a huge move in acquiring Juan Soto. I like this move for them. 
But I only like this move if they're going to freaking extend this guy for years to come, man. That lineup is going to be it's going to be deadly. It looks deadly. I don't know I don't know about DJ, you know, still in the lineup. But it is what it is, man. Nonetheless, you get one of the best hitters in the game, one of the best young players in the game and Juan Soto and uh, you know, Yankees are going for it, man. Yankees are going for it. And that's not the only move that the Yankees made this offseason. The Yankees also acquired Alex Verdugo from the Boston Red Sox for Greg Weissert, Richard Fitz, and Nicholas Judas. If I'm saying his name right. That's not a it's not a pretty good Judas. That's not a good name. But it is what it is, man. Um but yeah, Yankees got Alex Verdugo from the Red Sox, a rare trade between the two rival teams in the AL East. And uh, the the outfield for the I don't I I don't like this move. They did this move before the Juan Soto. The reason I don't like this move is cuz now the outfield is is going to be Juan Soto left. If not Alex Verdugo in left, Judge in center, Juan Soto in right. Um, I wish Stanton, the reason I don't like this move is because I want Giancarlo Stanton to be out there in the outfield. I feel like he's a way better player when he plays the field. But the Yankees just, you throw me, they just converted this guy into a full-time DH, getting paid $325 million. They converted this guy into a full-time DH, which I don't agree with at all because playing defense does translate to offense. You know, for example... Let's say you make a diving play in the offense. I mean, in the defensive side, you make a diving play. Your confidence is up. You're feeling good. And next thing you know, you lead off the inning to hit. Your confidence is high. You just made a great play. And, uh, you know, stuff is going good after you're making plays in the defensive end. You know, you, you you impact the game in other ways instead of hitting, you know. Hitting is not easy. So, uh, you know, it kind of sucks, man. It kind of sucks. Probably you'll, you'll probably get Stanton out there once in a blue, you know, to play outfield. They'll probably switch around the DHs here and there, put Verdugo in center, Juan Soto in left, uh, Stanton in right. But it, but I don't like that at all, man. I don't like that at all. You, you, you want to have, you know, set players, a set offense, set defense. You know, you don't want to keep mixing around you know, the lineups, the defensive positions, whatever, man. It is what it is. Yankees got Alex Verdugo from the Boston Red Sox. And so far, those are the moves that the Yankees have made so far. The Mets also made some moves. So far, they signed Michael Tompkin to a one-year, $1 million deal of reliever from the bullpen. And their biggest signing this offseason thus far is uh, they signed Luis Severino. (laughs) The Mets signed Luis Severino, a former Yankee, to a multi-year deal. Luis Severino is headed to the Mets. It is what it is. And last but certainly not least in the baseball world, the biggest signing of this offseason and probably the biggest signing in baseball history 
is the Los Angeles Dodgers signed Shohei Otani, the Japanese two-way star, to a 10-year, $700 million deal. Shout out to Shohei Otani for securing the bag. And I'm not even going to lie. I don't know if I mentioned this earlier or before. I, I kind of called it. I kind of called that he was going to go to the Los Angeles Dodgers because he was already in L.A. playing for the Angels. And across town, you got the Dodgers who are always in the playoffs, who are you know always in position to win. I mean, they had 100 wins last season, but they got bounced in the first round. It is what it is. But the, but the Los Angeles Dodgers signed Shohei Ohtani to the largest contract in North American sports history. Ten years, $700 million doll hairs. Shout out to Shohei Ohtani for securing the bag. And uh, hopefully he gets his ring because that's, uh, you know, that's what he wanted to do. That's the main reason he left the Angels. Because he wanted to play meaningful baseball. And you know you're not going to play meaningful baseball in the Los Angeles Angels anytime soon. Because uh, that franchise is, um, I don't know what's wrong with that franchise. These guys just can't seem to win or make the playoffs at all. Mike Trout has only made the playoffs one time in his whole entire career on the Angels. So, um, you know. I just knew he was going to go to the Dodgers because it wasn't that much of a move. You know, it's across town and it's still in the same state. So, you know, you don't really got to. It's not too much of a hassle, you know, getting a new home, this and that, blah, blah, blah. But uh, it is what it is. Shohei Otani, 10 years, $700 million. That's it for baseball. Let's get into some basketball, you know, little basketball. Today was the official conclusion of the NBA in-season tournament. And, you know, can you guess, like, who already won? Like, this thing was just made for this person. It was made for this team, made for this person, blah, blah, blah. The Los Angeles Lakers win the in-season tournament championship, the first ever, and LeBron James wins in-season tournament MVP which I didn't think he deserved because Anthony Davis dropped 40 points and 20 rebounds in this championship-clinching game. But nonetheless, you know, Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, mentioned that this award was for the end-season tournament play. He made sure, he made sure to... To say, you know, their performance during the whole tournament. Because if it was, if the if the MVP, which I thought the MVP was just, you know, strictly for the championship game. Like the finals MVP, you know. But it is what it is. So he said, this game, sh this, this MVP is for, this award is for the player's performance throughout the in-season tournament. It wasn't he if he would have said for the in season championship game, you know, he made sure to say throughout the in season tournament because LeBron James, you know, he Anthony Davis dropped forty points and twenty rebounds. So he definitely deserved it 
if they were going off that one game, which I thought they were. I thought they were, you know. But, um, you know, it is what it is. LeBron gets another trophy. And this whole thing was just rigged for him. I'm not even going to lie. You know, I might sound biased. I might sound like a hater. I, I might sound whatever. I might sound stupid. But this this thing was just rigged. Like, I was watching... I was watching, there was no way that they were going to let the Indiana Pacers, this small market team, beat LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers. There is no way that the NBA was going to let that happen, you know, for, you know, viewership-wise and just whatever, man. Just whatever, just business-wise. just business Because at the end of the day, it's a business when it comes to the NBA. It's a business, you know. They made the in-season tournament because... They wanted to make the regular season more important and also, you know, give LeBron whatever, bomb, bomb, bomb. But this thing was just rigged for them to win it. If you if you saw the game against the against the Suns, which was like the quarterfinals, and they got this, there was a call, right, that LeBron James called a timeout when Austin Reeves didn't even have possession of the ball. He didn't even have possession of the ball. But the refs still granted the Lakers this timeout. They they granted them timeout without possession of the ball. And if they would have never granted that timeout, Suns would have got the ball back and laid it up for the easy deuce. But no. Lakers were granted that timeout. And it's not only that play. That whole game, that whole game, the Lakers were just getting calls out the wazoo. You telling me LeBron, you telling me KD got five fouls. Devin Booker, five fouls. Yusuf Nurkic, five fouls. Like, come on, man. I was watching the game. I was watching the second half. And just the calls that these guys were getting was just horrible. That was probably the worst officiated game I've ever seen in my life. The Phoenix Suns versus the Los Angeles Lakers quarterfinals in-season tournament. BS. Blah, blah, blah. It is what it is. Another thing. Another reason this thing was rigged. The Indiana Pacers are making a comeback. They're making a comeback late in the fourth quarter. They're making the game interesting. They, they're, they pull in within distance to tie or take the lead. Next thing you know, Lakers get back-to-back calls against the Pacers. And that sparks a 13-0 run. That sparks a 13-0 run for the Lakers. And the Indiana Pacers end up losing. So, you know, this thing was just rigged from the get for LeBron James, the Lakers, to win the in-season tournament. The Lakers, who have the most championships in the whole history of the NBA, was 17. Of course they're going to give it to them. Of course they're going to give it to them. And of course they're going to give it to LeBron James. They want to certify him as the GOAT. Whatever, man. It's ridiculous. I might you, you might say, hey, Marcos, you sound like a hater. You sound like you sound stupid. But whatever, man. That's just my perspective. I respect LeBron. I respect his accomplishments and all that stuff. I wanted him to beat the three. I wanted him to beat the 73 and 9 Warriors. I wanted him to, to beat that team. You know, I wanted him to win that ring. I wanted him to win it for Cleveland. <laughs> but whatever, man. Lakers win the in-season tournament for the first time in NBA history. 
Knicks. Next thing is about the Knicks. We're going to talk about some Knicks real fast. The Knicks. Oh, I actually went to my first ever basketball game, and I saw the Knicks play in MSG against the Phoenix Suns, man. Against the Phoenix Suns. I went to my first ever game, my first ever basketball game, professional basketball game, and it was a blast. I had a blast, and, uh, you know, I went by myself, you know. I went by myself. It was, uh, you know, I wish I could have gone with someone. Wish I could have gone with my friends or someone to, you know, one of my friends mainly, you know. I wish I would have went with one of my friends. But, um, you know, it is what it is. You know, to share the experience, you know, have a good time. But in all honesty, I had a great time. I had a blast. Um, I had some good food. Um... I, I had some pretty bad seats, but, you know, it's just being in the atmosphere. I was all the way at the top, but I was still able to get a good uh, good look at the game. I got there early when the gates when the gates uh, opened up. And, um, you know, it was just fun to watch. I was I was very upset because, uh, you know, I wanted to see Kevin Durant play for my first ever basketball game, which was a main reason why I wanted to go why I went to that game. Is uh, because I wanted to see Kevin Durant play, my favorite player. Um, you know, the player that I fell in love with the game because of. And uh, he was out. He was out with injury. I was only to. I was only able to catch him. You know, right when the gates opened, I was only able to catch him walking off the court. You know, after his after his warmups. You know, I saw him dap up Spike Lee. I saw him. You know, with a couple fans and this and that, but. I was just devastated, you know. I was devastated to see that Kevin Durant wasn't playing for my first ever basketball game. But uh, it is what it is, you know. It is what it is. At the end of the day, I had a great time. Um, you know, I had some good food there. I had a nice little burger. I had some fries. Um, I didn't get any merch. I probably should have got some merch, but whatever, man. Um, I had some Cracker Jacks. Um, I had a couple Stellas. I had a couple Stellas and... Uh, you know, a Corona. I had a couple of Stellas and a Corona. Um, I parked my car on Central Park North. And I took the two train down to MSG 34th Street. Ate some pizza. And, um, you know, I just had a good time. Had a good time. And uh, it was a blast, you know. And I went by myself. Imagine if I would have went with somebody, you know. How much of a, how much of an even more blast I would have had, you know, uh, it was fun, you know, the Knicks lost, Devin Booker hit a fadeaway three to, you know, go ahead, to take the lead, uh, a fadeaway three double team, you know, it was a crazy shot, he hit it, but, um, you know, I had, a, I had a blast, you know, I lost my voice, I was screaming the whole game, it was just a fun, it was fun, it was fun, I spent like $200 for the tickets, $200 for probably the worst seats in the house, but, um, <laughs> Oh no! Oh yeah, yeah. That that I was gonna put the laughing sound, but you know, two hundred dollars for the worst seats in the house and a loss, and by myself is is probably deserving of that sound. But in all in all honesty, you know, I had a blast at the game. It was great to see. It was great experience. You know, for my first ever basketball game, I would I would love to go again. I would I'm definitely gonna go again. You know, I was thinking of going for my uh for my birthday. Or not my birthday, but February 3rd when the Lakers come into town. 
you know, LeBron James is definitely going to play. You know, he he's Iron Man and he he'll never he'll probably never miss a game at MSG. He loves playing at MSG. So uh, you know, maybe I'll go to that game. Who knows? Who knows? But uh, yeah, back to the Knicks. The Knicks are 12 and 9 on the season. They're on a two-game losing streak after two losses to the Bucks and the Celtics, who we just can't seem to beat uh this season for nothing. You know, we're just too small and our defense is suffering. You know, Brunson has been in a slump re- recently. Um he rolled his ankle after the Cel- uh, you know, after the Celtic loss. But on the bright side, you know, Randall has been playing his best basketball yet. Uh, he was the Eastern Conference Player of the Week last week. I'm going to pull up his averages right now. But, um, you know, Randall has been playing his best basketball as of yet. He's averaged, he, for, that, for that week, he averaged 24 points, 13 rebounds, 7 assists. And uh, he was not, he was elected the Eastern Conference Player of the Week for last week. And, um, you know, he's been playing great basketball. DiVincenzo's also been playing great basketball. He was upgraded to the starting lineup last game. But uh, we, we're losing. We're losing. We're on a two-game skid. We're on a two-game skid. And, um, you know, Knicks got to bounce back. Knicks got to bounce back, and they got to get busy, man. Their next game is uh, is on Monday against the Raptors. We beat them last week, so, you know, we should be able to pull this one off. The Nets, the Nets are 12-9 and nine as well. They're on a three-game winning streak. You know, Cam Thomas is back from injury. And, um, you know, yeah, they're just, they're 12-9. and nine. I don't really have too much to say about the Nets. But like I, like I said, you know, I just, I really just wanted to get through this episode to read the word, get into that Bible talk. But yeah, man, that's all about the that's all for sports for now. You know, I don't even want to talk about the Jets. The Jets suck. I don't even want to talk about the Giants. The Giants suck. I don't even want to talk about those oh, those teams, man. I don't even want to talk about them. Whatever it is, what it is. Uh, that's done. For, that's all for the sports segment. Uh, let's get into the Bible talk, man. I haven't read it in a month and a half. I mean, in a month, and um, God knows I need it more than ever. You know. Two days in a row, two days in a row, you know, I've heard, well, people have told me, you know, the best way to honor God and to have faith in Him or to just, you know, just, you know, just to pray, you know, not to pray, but uh, just just to, the way to honor God is uh, just to, to read the Word, you know, read the Bible. You know, that's the best way to honor God. You know, right now I'm in a tough spot that, you know, I'm just, I'm, it's hard. I feel like a disappointment to him. You know, I feel like a disappointment to him. And um, anytime I ever feel like this, I just hide. You know, I isolate myself. And, you know, I just, I just hide, you know. I just go into hiding. And uh, my brother... You know, my brother from my father's side, you know, he sent me a message today at, uh, well, yesterday at 11.30 p.m. It's currently 3.45 in the morning right now, but it is what it is. He sent me a message yesterday, you know, out of nowhere. 
You know, he said, love you, bro. <laughs> My brother, Justin. I said, love you too, bro. You know, I needed that, yo. Like, I needed that. And then he said, he replied, he said, keep God first. And I was like, it's hard, bro. It's hard because, you know, I feel like a disappointment to him. You know, I hide from him. And this is what he said. He said, no matter how many times we mess up, God always forgives us. As long as we repent with conviction, continue to read the word, and pray, pray, pray. So that kind of motivated me to do this episode today. Yesterday I was going to do the episode because I went to a sanctuary, which is at my at the church that I go to. And I was going to do it yesterday, but I just I wasn't able to do it. I wasn't able to do it. But, you know, my brother put that extra, extra, extra thing in me, you know. So I don't know where we left off. Last episode. But uh, we're just going to read. I feel like I read this already. Whatever. We're going to read Exodus 34. Let's get it, man. The new stone tablets. Then the Lord said to Moses, Make two more stone tablets, like the first two that were broken. I will write the same words on these stones that were written on the first two stones. Be ready tomorrow morning and come up Mount Sinai. Stand before me there on the top of the mountain. No one will allow will be allowed to come with you. No one should even be seen anywhere on the mountain. Even your herds or even your herds of animals or flocks of sheep will not be allowed to eat grass at the bottom of the mountain. So Moses made two more stones, two more stone tablets like the first ones. Early the next morning, Moses went up to Mount Sinai, just as the Lord had commanded. Moses carried the two stone tablets with him. Then the Lord came down to him in a cloud, stood there with Moses, and spoke his own name. That is the Lord. Passed in front of Moses and said, Yahweh, the Lord is a kind and merciful God. He is slow to become angry. He is full of great love. He can be trusted. He shows his faithful love to thousands of people. He forgives people for the wrong things they do, but he does not forget to punish guilty people. Not only will he punish guilty people, but their children, their grandchildren, and their great-grandchildren will also suffer for the bad things these people do. Then Moses quickly bowed to the ground, and worship the Lord. Moses said, Lord, if you are pleased with me, please go with us. I know that these are stubborn people, but forgive us for the bad things we did. Accept us as your people. Then the Lord said, I am making this agreement with all of your people. 
I will do amazing things that have never been. I will do amazing things that have never before been done for any other nation on earth. The people with you will see that I, the Lord, am very great. Let me raise the mic volume a little. They will see the wonderful things that I will do for you. Obey what I command you today, and I will force your enemies to leave your land. I will force out the Amorites, Canaanites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. Be careful! Don't make any agreement with the people who live in the land where you are going. If you make an agreement with them, it will bring you trouble. So destroy their altars, break the stones they worship, and cut down their idols. Don't worship any other god. I am Yahweh Kana, the jealous Lord. That is my name. I hate for my people to worship other gods. Be careful not to make any agreements with the people who live in that land. If you do this, you might join them when they worship their gods. They will invite you to join them and you will eat their sacrifices. You might choose some of their daughters as wives for your sons. Those daughters serve false gods. They might lead your sons to do the same thing. Don't make idols. Celebrate the festival of unleavened bread for seven days. Eat the bread made without yeast as I commanded you before. Do this during the month I have chosen, the month of Abib. Abib. Because that is the month you came out of Egypt. A woman's first baby always belongs to me. Even the first animals that are born from your cattle or sheep belong to me. If you want to keep a donkey that is the firstborn, then you can buy it with a lamb. But if you don't buy that donkey with a lamb, you must break the donkey's neck. You must buy back all of your firstborn sons from me. No one should come before me without the gift. You will work for six days, but on the seventh day, you must rest. You must rest even during the times of planting and harvesting. Celebrate the festival of harvest. Use the first grain from the wheat harvest for this festival. And in this fall, celebrate the festival of shelters. Three times each year, all your men must go to be with the Lord God, the God of Israel. When you go into your land, I will force enemies out of that land. I will expand your borders. You will get more and more land. You will go before the Lord, your God, three times each year. At that time, no one will try to take your land from you. When you kill an animal and offer its blood as sacrifice, you must not include anything that has yeast in it. Don't let any of the meat from the Passover meal remain until morning. 
Give the Lord the very first crops that you harvest. Bring them to the house of the Lord your God. Never cook a young goat in its mother's milk. We're talking about the tablets, guys. If you, uh, we're talking about the new stone tablets that God commanded um, Moses. Then the Lord said to Moses, Write everything that I have told you. This is the agreement that I have made with you and the Israelites. Moses stayed there with the Lord for 40 days and 40 nights. Moses did not eat any food or any water. He did not eat any food or drink any water. And he wrote the words of the agreement on the two stone tablets. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai, he carried the two stone tablets of the agreement. Because he, because he had talked with the Lord, his face was shining, but he did not know it. Aaron and all the other people of Israel saw that Moses' face was shining so bright so they were afraid to go near him. But Moses called to them. So Aaron and all the leaders of the people went to him. Moses talked with them. After that, all the Israelites came near Moses and he gave them commands that the Lord had given him on Mount Sinai. When Moses finished speaking to the people, he put a covering over his face. Anytime Moses went before the Lord to speak with him, Moses took off the covering. Then Moses would come out and tell the Israelites what the Lord commanded. The people would see that Moses' face was shining bright. So he would cover his face again. He kept his face covered until the next time he went in to speak with the Lord. Exodus, 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 man. We're in Exodus, guys. We are in Exodus 35. And you know what? I'm going to stop there, guys. I'm just going to read one. I was just, I just read one chapter. I just wanted to read one chapter. You know, and just just chill a little. And now I'm going to self-reflect a little, guys. I'm going to tell you real fast, you know, what's going on, you know, with little Marcos. Little Marcos. Ladies and gentlemen, um, you know, it's it's hard for me to speak about, you know, what's going on. But um we'll we'll get we'll get to it, man. First off, I'd like to start off by saying my time has come in Best Buy. My time has come, guys. Four years in Best Buy and it's coming to an end. I put in my two weeks notice 
last week, last Friday. Not the not yesterday, but the Friday before. My last day at Best Buy is on Tuesday. I should I should play you know the clapping sound, the cheering sound, but you know I I don't know how to feel about it right now. You know, I'm scared. You know something. You know I'm leaving. I'm leaving something that I've been doing for four years. You know. But I'm I'm leaving Best Buy, guys. Tuesday is my last day. And um, you know what do I have next for me? Well, I'm gonna sell cars. I'm gonna sell cars, guys. I'm gonna sell cars. In White Plains at a dealership for Kia. I should do the cheering sound for that too, but, you know, I'm just going to remain humble and, you know, just, I'm just chilling right now, you know? <sighs> uh, yeah, I got hired my first day at Kia is next Monday. Not this Monday, but the next one, you know? <laughs> Lord, Lordy, Lord. But yeah, guys, you know, my time in Best Buy has come. And um, you know, I'm excited. I'm not excited. I'm just I don't know. I'm I don't know how to feel right now. I'm I'm in a tough spot. I'll get to that. But yeah, guys, Best Buy is over. My last day is Tuesday. I start Kia next Monday. In suits, all that, you feel me? Button down, slacks, shoes. Come on, holla at me, baby. Ooh, I'm gonna be looking spiffy. Stop playing. My interview had the had the suit on, you know, the the clutch gray suit. My first ever suit that I bought from Amazon, you know, that that my brother Justin, <laughs> the one that I was talking about earlier, that he recommended me buy and take it to a dry cleaner to get tailored, and it ended up looking pretty good. It, it's I'm using it today. Even I mean, I'm using it, you know, now. Even though I got like a rip on the pants, I got like a little hole on my pants, but on the side, you know. But and all and all stuff, you know. I'm, 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 I like the suit. The suit came out good. It came out good. My first ever suit. But yeah, guys. Then the Best Buy is Tuesday. Um. But yeah, guys. I've been feeling, you know, really devastated about an incident that happened. You know, last Friday, the day that I put in my two weeks notice. Can you believe that? A day that was supposed to be a celebration. You know, I made a mistake. I made a mistake that I'm truly devastated about. And, um, you know, I'm just disappointed in myself. I feel horrible. It's it's life changing. My, my whole lifestyle is changing because of that day. You know, I'm not going to I'm not going to say anything, but just. You know, I just made a horrible mistake. And, um, you know, I'm just ashamed. I feel disappointed. I'm, I'm, I take full accountability for my actions. I know what I did was completely wrong, completely unacceptable. And, you know, I'm at this point right now where uh, I don't deserve... You know, I feel like I've had enough of life. 
you know i'm not saying that i was going to take my life i'm not i'm not saying like i'm suicidal none of that i'm not saying that what i'm saying is that you know fun time is over that's what i'm saying you know i've had 25 i have 24 years you know of time i've had 24 years of enough fun you know after this incident that happened and like now the rest of my years you know aren't for me you know i'm uh, i'm punishing myself after this incident because i'm so disappointed you know i'm lost guys i'm lost you know i've i've been doing nothing you know for the past 24 years and i'm just simply disappointed in where i'm at right now Especially after this little incident. And it's got me... It's got me messed up. It's got me messed up that also, you know, I'm I'm blaming my friends for it. You know? I'm blaming my friends. Because where were my friends when this happened to me? You know, my friends should have been there with me. You know, I've been 20... It's been 20... It's been my whole life I've been alone. I've felt alone. You know, even though I got family, you know, that loves me. But they were, you know, they were all older than me. And they're all gone now. You know, they're doing their own things, you know. And I felt alone. You know, I never really had a a buddy, you know, like a wingman or whatever. I've got some good friends, but... I'm just, I feel I feel horrible right now. You know, I I take full accountability. I don't even know what I'm saying. I don't even know how to say it. But I'm just, I just feel horrible right now. And I'm also, you know, I take full accountability for my actions. But I also blame, I'm putting some of the blame on my friends. I'm putting some of the blame on my friends. Because my friends should have been there with me. They should have been there with me that night. And if my friends would have been there with me that night, this incident, this BS would have never happened. And the reason I say that is because I would have I would have been fully conscious of someone that was with me that I would have acted 100% different if my friends were there with me. I invited a couple friends that night. I invited one of my boys. He couldn't make it. Well, he didn't want to make it. He could have made it. He could have made it if he wanted to. There's always an excuse not to do something, guys. You know? He could have made it if he wanted to, but he didn't. He wanted to do his own thing. All right, cool. Do your own thing, bro. I invited another friend. He didn't even respond to me. I went with a friend. He disappeared. And the reason he disappeared is because, you know, he got a little twisted and someone took care of him. Went back, went back in the club after the night looking for him, like, at the club. I'm like, the, I'm look, I'm talking to the bouncer. I'm like, yo, let me in, let me in. I got to go look for my boy. Where he at? Bah, bah, bah. He's gone. I was blowing up his phone, calling him where he was at. He wasn't responding. I bet. He's gone. I had another friend. That was there. 
Another friend that was there. So there was two friends that was there. One, he got twisted, boom. Another friend that was there. This person was there. This person left early. And I asked this and I asked uh, I asked this person, "Hey, why didn't you why didn't you leave with me? Why didn't we why didn't we leave together?" Mind you, I've known this person from little. I've known this person since kindergarten. Was supposedly one of my closest friends. This person left because they had work in the morning and apparently they didn't want to be around me at that time. I'm like, "I bet." I bet. Next thing you know, Something happens. I'm all by myself. I'm all by myself. Like how like how I've been my whole entire life. I've felt alone my whole entire life. And you know what? You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be alone. And now I feel like I'm punishing my friends now. I'm not talking to none of my friends anymore. I'm not talking to any of them. And if you guys are hearing this right now, if you guys want to talk to me, don't call me, don't text me, none of that. You know exactly where I am. You know exactly where I am. You want to come see me? You know exactly where I am. You know exactly where to find me. I'm in my house. I'm in my house. You want to find me? You want to talk to me? Come to my house. Come see me in person. Tired of all this phone Tired over this electronic stuff. Come see me in person, man. You know exactly where to find me. And I could be a little harsh, you know. I could be a little harsh, you know, putting the blame on them. But no, man. I needed you guys. I invited you. I needed you guys. This is not the only... This is not the first time that I invite you guys and you guys don't show up. I went to a freaking Knicks game by myself. I went to a basketball game by myself. I've gone to the movies by myself. I've went to the clubs by myself. I bet. Point is, you know, I rely on my friends a lot. I rely on them a lot, you know. I should rely on my family as much as I do with my friends. But like I said, you know, my family, they got their own separate lives. And you know what? If I'm going to be brutally honest, they left too. They all left. They left me here. I'm by myself here. I'm alone here with my mom. And I feel, I feel horrible. I feel horrible, man. I'm letting my mom down. I'm letting her down. I feel like such a disappointment to my mom right now. Because all I ever want to do is, you know, feel me? I want to I wanna take care of her. I've, I've sacrificed a lot, you know? I didn't really sacrifice anything, but I've made different decisions, you know, just to stay here with my mom. I could have went to dorm in college. I could have went to dorm, but no, I didn't go. No, I wanted to stay with my mom. I wanted to stay with my mom. She she asked me to stay. I wanted to stay here. It's gotten to the point, like, I don't even... 
I I feel horrible, man. I feel I feel so horrible. I'm devastated right now. I don't I don't even know what to say anymore. But, you know, it is what it is. Life keep life, life goes on, you know. I'm going to keep battling. I'm going to keep battling. My lifestyle has definitely changed. You know, I lived 24 years of enough fun. Now there's no more fun. There's no more fun. I, I'm not going to make time to any more fun. You know, I got a couple friends out there. I meet, I'm, I meet a couple people, but one of my main friends... That I've that I've really counted on, they're done. I'm 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 not doing it anymore. I I'm not I'm not I'm not doing nothing with them anymore. If I'm gonna be honest, they want to see me. They want to come find. They want to talk to me. They want to they want to keep that relationship with me. You're gonna do it with me in person. None of this phone BS. None of this game BS. You're gonna come see me in person, man. You're gonna invite me out. I'm done, man. It's, I'm total. I'm in total isolation right now after this incident, man. When I shouldn't have been alone, shouldn't have been alone. I might be rambling right now. I don't care, man. I don't care. This is my platform. This is my mic. This is where I get to speak and whatever, man. If you don't want to hear it, don't listen to it. pissed off right now, man. Hopefully, you know, this incident, you know, nothing major happens. I'm, I'm just waiting for it to blow over. So, you know, I could get, I could get, I could get focused again, get that, get that thing out from the back of my head and just get right to business. You know, because Whatever, man. That was my self-reflection. And to end it off on a good note. Guys, if you want to get me something for Christmas, if you, my friends, if you guys are hearing this, man, just pray for me, man. Just pray for me. You don't got to get me nothing for Christmas. You don't got to get me no gifts. You don't got to come see me in person. You don't got to do nothing. You don't have to do nothing. You know, just just like I was saying, you know, I'm not reaching out anymore. I'm not reaching out anymore. Just pray for me, man. Just pray for me. And to end it off on a good note, just want to say congratulations to my older brother Jonathan, who I had, who I interviewed here on my episode on uh, episode twenty one of Sports with Jesus. <laughs> episode twenty one, my brother Jonathan. Congratulations to him, who's gonna be a father. I mean, who's a who was a recent father last Tuesday. He had a baby boy. Congratulations to my brother 
on his newborn son, Jordan. I won't say his full name because, you know, I don't want to leak his information or whatever. <laughs> but uh, congratulations to my older brother, Jonathan. He's going to be an amazing dad. You know, he's going to be a great dad. And, um, you know, he's he's going to be great. Him and his wife and his girl, well, soon to be wife or engaged. I don't know what they're doing over there, but... His girlfriend for a long time, Samantha. They're going to be great parents. I have no doubt about it. And I just wish them nothing but the best. And with that, you know, let's just pray for them. Let's pray for them. Let's pray for my brother and his newborn son. All right, here we go. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you know, we pray. Lord, I just want to... To pray for little baby Jordan. My little new nephew. You know I. I haven't really reached out that all. I haven't reached out at all. You know to my brother or anything. You know because I've been dealing. But I just hope. I just pray that uh, you look over them. I just pray for the baby's health. It's a big boy. I pray for my brother. And his his girl strength to raise this baby boy to be the best to be the best kid best boy best man you know he could possibly be i pray for ever long everlasting health i pray for you know i just pray for them lord i pray for them i haven't really you know i haven't been a good uncle so far I've been horrible, you know, but no excuses. I just want to pray for them. It's not about me. I want to pray for my brother and his his wife, his girlfriend, and their baby, Jordan. I pray that uh, he lives a long, healthy life. He remains healthy. I pray that he grows to be strong. I pray for my brother to make the, I pray for my brother, you give him wisdom, you give him all that good stuff, God, I'm not really good at this praying stuff, but I just pray for them. I pray for them, and I pray for the Pagan family over there in Long Island. Thank you, Lord. In your name we pray. Little prayer for the Pagan family over there. That's going to conclude episode 32, guys. Thank you for sticking with me the whole way. Episode 33 coming soon. And it is not going to... I don't even know, man. I might just, just read... I might just read the Bible. I might just read the Bible for episode 33. Because, you know, I need... I need... I need strength, you know? I need some wisdom. I need some... I need some guidance. And I'm gonna get that from the Bible. I have no doubt about it. To my baby, to my brother and his little baby, Jordan. That is the conclusion of episode 32. Catch you guys on the flippity flip, man. Let's get it.